Welcome to the 20th episode of Solid Rock. I'm Nicole Blazik. Today is January 17th. How is everyone doing? I hope you're doing well in this crazy world that we're living in. For our family, it has been an amazing week. As many of you know from listening to the podcast that our oldest daughter has type 1 diabetes. She is a senior and would like to go to the university next year. But for that to happen, she would need to get an insulin pump. They are very expensive and the insulin pods cost a lot to replace every three months. We took on more work to help get this pump for Abigail. We prayed and trusted God. This week, I went to the mail and we got a check to cover the amount of the pump and the pods for many months. My husband and I wept and we praised the Lord for his faithfulness and provision. The Lord is on the move and answering prayers. We praise the Lord and give him the glory and honor. Be encouraged today as the Lord hears and answers prayers. He is alive and active. Speaking of our Abigail, she is the oldest of our children. Then my husband and I are blessed with an almost 16-year-old, 12-year-old, and 11-year-old. Psalm 127, 1 through 5 says, Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like sharp arrows in the warrior's hands. How happy is the man whose quiver is full of them. We are very grateful to the Lord for the gift of these children. As Ryan and I have been parenting for 18 years, we have learned so much in what not to do and to do. Some lessons learned the hard way, but God's grace, we continue to grow daily. Do we have this thing all together? Absolutely not. We are very imperfect people and parents seeking a righteous and a holy God. We are in need of his mercy and grace each moment. We need the Lord's wisdom, discernment, and leading as we parent. Each child is different, special, unique, and have their own set of challenges. How we parent each one is different too. In the years of parenting, we have seen the battle for our children's attention, affection, time, energy, identity, and plan for their life being battled for. Nehemiah 4.14 says, Then as I looked over the situation, I called together the leaders and the people and said to them, Don't be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord, who is great and glorious, and fight for your friends, family, and your homes. My question is, how do we fight for our families? How do we fight for our homes? We need to build walls around our families and our children. Walls of protection. What kind of walls? We build walls of protection from bad influences on media. Maybe bad influences by friendships that are not good. Maybe music, certain activities movies, we need to be aware of the enemy's tactics. Putting on our spiritual armor that is mentioned in Ephesians 6, 10 through 16. Having our spiritual eyes open. Being intentional with our children to teach them the Lord's ways. Living out the word and explaining why we do what we do. As believers, we need to know our adversary and what his tactics are. In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil 
walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Satan hates the family. He wants to devour and destroy the family unit that God created. These are just a few ways that he is doing that. He does that by redefining gender in our precious children, telling them that they are not who God created them to be, that God made a mistake. He attacks the marriage between a man and a wife that then has been redefined to allow marriage with the same gender. This is not what God planned when he created the family unit. Matthew 19, 5 says, and he said, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. Another tactic of the evil one is living together before being married. This is something very common in our society. Just because it's common and accepted does not mean it's right. And that's at any age. It is a sin. Hebrews 13.4 says, Let the marriage be held in honor among them, and let the marriage bed be undefiled. For God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. This becomes very accepted and even in our churches. Another tactic is single-parent homes. One in four fathers leave the home. This puts the children and the family at a great risk for poverty, abuse, drugs and alcohol, becoming pregnant at an early age, committing a crime, and dropping out of school just because there is not a father in the home. Another tactic is abortion. Killing innocent babies. As I mentioned in the previous podcast, 62 million and counting since 1973. This is the most grievous of acts, murder of the innocent. It is demonic and evil to the core. Another tactic I've seen in children, teens, and in adults is a struggle with not knowing their identity in Christ. Who am I? When there is this struggle with their identity, I have seen people reach out in other ways to fill that void in their life, and they are not positive ways. I've seen it only bring destruction and hardship and trial and sin. I've seen this happen in our own family and in other families too. But God, but God says, I am redeemed. I am restored. I am chosen. I am dearly loved. I am forgiven. I am a co-heir to the throne. I am a child of God. I am a citizen in heaven. I am his workmanship. I am complete in Christ. Once you know this, you are able to stand confidently in who the Lord made you to be. You can recognize the lies that are being told in our culture and the need to fit into a certain mold and what people say about you. You are able to stand strong in the Lord. And sometimes in this culture, you might have to stand alone. That is okay. God will give you the strength to do this in your workplace, at school, and around your friends. Psalm 127.1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the work of the builders is useless. We as parents are the builders. 
We are to set our foundation of our home on the Lord and his word. We are to teach and live out the word of God and be intentional in doing so. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 8 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're away on a journey and when you're lying down and when you're getting up again. Tie them to your hands as a reminder and wear them on your forehead. Write them on your doorposts of your house and on your gates. Believers, parents, we have the greatest mission on earth to disciple our children that the Lord has given us. This is a great responsibility and privilege. These are very challenging times for raising our families, but they are also very exciting. As the world gets darker, we as a family of believers should shine even brighter, pointing people to the true hope of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our only hope. He is our Redeemer and Savior. He took our sins upon the cross for all of mankind. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ and receive the free, the free gift that he gives us, we can be forgiven of our sins and have the hope of eternal life with him forever. Now that is great hope. I pray that you all know that hope and that you all have that hope. I pray that you come to know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you, Lord God, for being a good and faithful God. Repeatedly throughout Scripture, it talks of your faithfulness. Repeatedly, I could share story after story, testimony after testimony of your faithfulness just in my life. And I'm sure my list, the listeners on this podcast could also share about what you have done in their lives, Lord. You are always faithful. You are always trustworthy and true. We thank you for your love, your sacrifice that you've uh, died on the cross for the sins of me and all mankind, Lord. We thank you for the grace that you give us, the forgiveness, Lord, that we can have hope and eternity no matter what is going on in this crazy, dark, evil world, Lord. We can stand strong. We can stand true in our identity as who we are in you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for all that you've done for us. You are ever good and ever faithful. And we, Father God, pray as we, our parents, Lord Jesus, some of us who are listening, our grandparents, Lord God, I pray, Father God, that you will guide and lead us as we pour into the next generation, Lord Jesus. They are our young church, Lord. Let us pour into them. Let us disciple them. Let us point them to you, Jesus, and your word and your truth. Let us saturate them with that, Lord God. May we live that out in our lives, Lord Jesus. We are to live it out, walk it out, be it. Show it, Lord Jesus, to our children. Father God, may we be who you want us to be for the glory of your gospel. Father God, put your hand of protection around our children, Jesus. The evil one is prowling around, trying to distract them with so many different tactics, Lord Jesus. So many mixed messages that are not your messages, Jesus. May they know the truth so they may be able to discern and have wisdom to know what is right and what is wrong and what is from you and what is not. 
Guide and lead us, Lord Jesus. We need your wisdom. I need your wisdom each and every moment of the day. We thank you and praise you for all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for listening to the podcast today. My mission, as you know, is to make much of Christ, point others to him, and for others to know him as our Lord and Savior. I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.